welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast, y'all folks. This is your main man, aka Crazy Crockett, aka Andre's Podcast. Brought to you by anyone that's out there listening to my podcast. I'd like to thank Buzzsprout for distributing my podcast to all those people that downloaded it on the website or whatever they did on Apple or Spotify or even uh, other uh, apps that uh, Buzzsprout is connecting me with. I'd like to thank that. Uh, it's today, it's Sunday morning, and it's just me. And I don't have Sean with me, I don't have Ron with me, it's just me. This is going to be more like real talk about the things that have gone through my life in the past week. And I really don't know how long this is going to be, but I want people to understand that the reason why I created this podcast was so that other people have a chance to be heard because I'm a person with some form of disability, a cerebral palsy, stroke, something ever happened, bad happened to me when I was a child. However, when I was a younger child person, uh, no one listened to me, no one talked to me. Uh, they thought I was maybe a little delinquent, uh, uh, a, a person that was not all there in their head, all their uh, cognitive thinking personality, where most people should be. But in reality, that's not the case. Most people are not cognitive thinkers or even close to be able to take care of themselves. And what I came to find out on a beautiful Sunday morning that I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth and every once in a while I have these philosophical moments in my mind that makes me run with my thoughts. And usually it happens when I'm going to bed and I don't have time to write things down or I'm too tired. But, you know, I did a podcast a couple of, uh, maybe a week or two ago about Andrew Tate. And this guy, Andrew Tate, is a, is a British-American citizen, a ex-kickboxer uh, champion. Uh, he is kind of the, the guy that talks to the world about What's wrong with men in America? They're they're not taking charge, and they're not masculating enough, or macho enough, or they're just not alpha males. And a lot of what he says does make sense, and it doesn't make sense because in the era of today's political stands on on men that need to be more sensitive or. Men ha- that have to be more uh, 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 adjustable to women's needs at workplace or women's need at home or whatever it is that Andrew Tate's trying to say. In reality, Andrew Tate's trying to tell you that men are up here on the top and women should be the second to the best. Where a lot of what he says is old biblical standards of the Christian, Judaism, and Islamic faith, even Mormons and other religions where men are the head of the household and women are, in some sense, are the property of the household. Even though as as in the 20th century, women who are raised as Christians, they were being taught that they should be staying at home, respect their man, even at that era in the 1950s, women were still not working. And the only times they, 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 that they were working was during World War II 
and they were helping along making bombs and bullets and guns and whatever the Allies needed. However, that era really kicked, kicked butt with women going to work and getting educated. By the 70s, women were encouraged to be in their own individuals. Even though we still had Playboy and Penthouse and Hustler Magazine and Mad Magazine and all these magazines that will uh, make men to be more the alpha personality or the alpha male, the more dominant species of the two. And then it, it just became that part of the norm of the 70s, really macho. In the 80s, well, I should explain to, to more people who have never heard of the Vietnam War. When Vietnam War ended, the soldiers in America were not were not heroes. They were villains of the so-called massacre in Vietnam and in the whole Nixon and the whole Gerald Ford moment where uh, Gerald Ford uh, allowed Nixon to have a pass with no prosecution. So this masculinity, this macho America was quite a it started to end by the 1970s and disco music was coming in and it's really feminine and a lot of women artists and music was going on so i'm trying to give you the history of what's or where how far or, or where women came from or there or or how women became the more i would say the dominant of the two species in the 2023 era and the 2020 era and all this. So a lot of people, when they talk about, you know, this feminine male, you have to go back into history. And you got to remember in the, in the 70s was disco music. Everything was kind of weird, pink, and every guy was wearing these really weird outfits. Uh, a good example is the Osmond family that were wearing like these onesies and Elvis Presley that was wearing these uh, these kind of the suits that were onesies as well and that's not really masculated at all I mean if you look at what Elvis was wearing in the 70s and what you know what Dean Martin was wearing and what Frank Sinatra was wearing you're gonna get two different worlds and then and then come along came Kiss and Kiss came with fire in the mouth or, I mean, blood coming out of their mouth or, you know, whatever they did. And they had their high heels, like the strippers, high heels on, and they were dressed up. Like one guy had a star and the other guy was like a demon and whatever it was. But it, was a, it basically, it was almost like a freak show or an, an S&M show. And what people don't understand is that what SNM is like a, it's a it's a it's a lifestyle of aggressive sexual f uh, fantasy, where you're whipping people or you're wearing these outfits that make you to look more sexually desired, or this kind of this dark sexual feed behind it. And that's what Kiss kind of looked like, but you got to remember. Bands like Alice Cooper and Kiss were makeup and they were, you know, were really just out there and it was not really about the music no more. It was about 
It was about the show. It was about the freakness of the circus around. So we've gone from the 1950s where guys were wearing suits and ties and where they were allowed to treat their women like secondhand citizens, even though women at the time in the 1950s were allowed to vote and, and some of them had jobs, but most of them did not. So and then the 60s, the hippie era, and I kind of skipped the hippie era because the hippie era is basically people with male and female who are still on the same plateau and they still had their roles as a woman being more in the, in the house and the guy being more at workplaces. But it wasn't really about, I don't know, I would, didn't live in the 60s, but it was basically an era where it was more peacefulness towards each other not during the war, not talking about the war. The 60s, the 1960s, the Vietnam was going on. So among the people in the government, it was a friction going on. But when the people who didn't believe in the war or the people that were going to war, they somewhat supported each other but hated each other at the same time, all right? So you want to be the good old boys where you go to war, this is about America, America wins, and this is how we're going to do it. In the 60s, it was a lot like that. Where, where two, two groups of people, the government wanted war and the people didn't want war, but the people were still behind each other or supporting each other. So male and female were still supporting each other. By the 70s, it was still, it became very masculated again, where men ruled the world and women were secondhand citizens in some form of shape until the feminist movement showed up. So when the disco era showed up and the feminist movement, when I say the feminist movement, it's not like today's feminist movement. I'm talking about yesterday's, uh, in the past, feminist movement. And that was, what that means is that they created the pill. They created this uh, pill for that women could have sex and not get pregnant. Back in the, people don't understand, back in the 60s and the 50s and the 1940s, the chances of you having sex with your wife or a, a, a person on the street or whatever, the chances are that you were going to have a kid. Most guys never pulled out. Well, let's say most dumb people didn't want to pull out. So what happened was that as the 1950s was going on, and I'm going back and forth because I have to explain the best way I can. So the 1950s, they didn't have contraceptives, maybe a condom, but most people when they're married and they're Christian or Catholics in America, you had 12 kids. You had five kids. You at least you have six kids if you're a Christian. And, you, you, and if you were a Catholic, you would at least have like eight to 12 kids. And that was basically the household. And then at that same era, it was normal for the guy to go to work from 6 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock at night, uh, pay the mortgage, pay the car fees, and all the gas and everything else. And that was really normal. But it, what I'm trying to tell you is that Andrew Tate, he thinks of what America should be is that men should be more masculated. But however, I try to explain it briefly in my last episode about Andrew Tate was that there are not there are not jobs out there for 
that average man to go to. There's, there, these factories in America don't exist. Then putting the, a car together or a door together or something designed to make your, your kitchen look nice or your, ta- your kitchen table, they don't do that in America anymore. And if they do do that in America, they don't do it with wood. And if, they, and if it's not in Grand Rapids like it used to be, Grand Rapids was used to be the leading furniture uh, capital of the United States. But there's no more of those factories. So there's guys that are not going to do any carpeting work. So these jobs don't exist. Or if you take cons- consideration of people that would uh, go to factories and make cars. Detroit, Michigan hardly has any facilities facilities so that the Detroit people can have a, a, a workforce. And then along with this Detroit thing, we also have Big Rapids where, where uh, China is trying to buy land from the Big Rapids community so that Ford can make batteries that are shipped from China so we'll put the batteries together for electrical cars or electric cars. But Big Rapids people don't want nothing to do with Big, with big China or big China trying to buy their land or buy our land, America land. So the reality is that Ford is basically screwing the people again, unfortunately, and they should be actually sending that plant to Detroit. But what I'm trying to get to, but what I'm trying to make my point is that these jobs that Andrew Tate and how the household should be, the man is in front of the household, and everything should be like it was like it was in the 1950s or at least the 1980s, doesn't exist because most men don't have the opportunity just to be a normal straight man anymore. And what I mean by normal straight man is like most men are not Albert Einstein. Most men are not are not Nicholas Tesla. Most men are not are not uh, uh, Zuckerberg, and most men are not Elon Musk. They don't have that drive to be super intelligent with super a lot of money. A lot of people don't want to have that much money. That makes no sense. People want money. But people are not going to want to go out to earn $100,000 because they don't want to go to school for the education, but they don't want to. And if they don't want to go to school, these jobs that was IT jobs or tech jobs or any of these jobs that are still out there, but people are not applying themselves to get educated, it's because most people are not the alpha personality. And one thing about Andrew Tate is that he has a alpha male personality. He was taught ingrained by his father, who was a a a, a chess champion. And I don't know what else his dad did besides he was bragging about his dad being a chess champion. Is that you have to honor your family's name, you have to be respected, you have to be the male, you have to be the dominant species of the two between 
the male and female. So Andrew Tate comes from a very alpha personality. And kickboxing was, was his avenue for success because he was good at it. He was driven. He, he, he had uh, the skills to become the so-called alpha male or the dominant male of his own perspective. But most, but Andrew Tate doesn't understand that most men are not like that. It's, you can't, you can't ingrain somebody by making them the alpha male when they don't have the alpha male gene, or they don't have that natural driven drive to be the most successful person in the world. It's not there. But you have to remember, Andrew Tate was raised a Christian, became a Muslim. For a while, he was an atheist and returned to a Christian again. And now he's a Muslim. And Islam is very structured about what men are able to do, what women are not able to do, and the expectations of what women are supposed to do in the household. And they have to listen to their man. So Andrew Tate is living in an in the, in the era of the 1950s, but the 1950s don't exist anymore. So it's impossible for Andrew Tate to actually succeed in that era. And now, he's right about transgenders in schools or people, kids being taught sexual behavior in school. He is correct about that. Kids don't need to know anything about sex. The only thing that kids need to know is that one has a penis and the other one has a vagina, but that's not even, even important at that level because... Their, their, their brains are still figuring out whether ABCs, one, two, threes, and what, what the teacher is trying to explain to them about coloring in the lines or, or whatever five-year-old kids think about. But he is right about that, and so is other people on other podcasts who, who disagree with the uh, woke movement and, and all this stuff. But his perspective of what the male of today era they're missing two elements. One is just basic jobs for anybody to do and go home and, and, and stir at their wife and, and play with the kids. But that era may never come back. And, and I'll tell you this. My experience in my life, Andrew Tate would either tell me that I am a either a very inspirational person or he would just leave it as that I am being a person with a disability that he would never take me seriously one bit. He would try by he probably would just throw me on the side and say, Great, you're disabled. It's not expected of you to have the wants and needs of of average men to be with a woman and have kids. Or he'll, he would probably say something that to respect as I take my drink of coffee for a second. But the honest truth though, folks, what I'm saying is that I work every day of my life. 
I work in an environment where women are the dominant species in that workforce. And as a man, I am very much in left field. There's no way ever that that even if I make more sense than them, that they would actually take me into consideration of being right or being correct. What happens when people like me, who are not that alpha male, but is a, a realist or someone that is very disciplined, when someone like me speaks and I accidentally make them feel inferior, it becomes a very much of a, of a battle that I am uh, putting my presence on them and I'm making them feel uncomfortable even though the nurses are the ones that, that made a mistake. So, so in some ways, there's no way that Andrew Tate could be right about my situation. Because if I work in the field of, of, of healthcare, and I'm working in the field where the majority of them are women, and if I make a good point in how to be more of a sufficient worker or more uh, correct worker, it comes off as a, uh, that I'm a bad person. And if I try to correct another person in my, in, on my team who happens to be a woman, it becomes a very much of a battle of he said, she said. And what's happening is that even though I might be correct and even though I'm being disciplined for doing my job correctly, the people who are not doing the job correctly are not being disciplined. So Andrew Tate needs to realize that that's why you don't see alpha males anymore. That's why you, because if I were to speak my mind and tell him right straight forward and say to my manager, which is a woman, or there are two women who are managers in that field, and I said like, you read me up for this, and I did this correctly. I did a procedure correctly, but the person that that keeps making the mistake, you don't write up at all, and they keep making the same mistake. That's a contradiction to the rules that I have to follow. So, so that becomes a problem. And you have to understand that Andrew Tate's has got everything that he wanted. He is his, he's, he's a daddy's boy, so he worshipped his dad. So I'm sure his dad gave him everything he ever wanted. And Andrew Tate worked for the things that he... that Andrew Tate probably worked for things that he wanted to become a UFC fighter or a uh, kickboxing champion. But I'm pretty sure that when Andrew Tate wanted a new cell phone or the newest shoes... Mom and dad gave him the shoes, or at least dad did. And if you listen to Andrew Tate, you never listen, you never hear him say positive things about his mother. Yeah, you have to remember Andrew Tate's family is a broken family. So what happens is dad and mom got divorced, his mom moved him to back to to Great Britain, 
raised him as a British man. And again, what I'm saying in my other episodes about Andrew Tate is that he probably had a resentment towards his mother for taking him away from his dad. And I have no idea about visitation rights that they had, but who knows? Maybe his dad never visited him, but he seems to worship his dad. And, and now he's taking his anger on women by sexual abusing them, kidnapping them for whatever's going on in Romania. And, and, and Andrew Tate's era of masculinity is very basically over. But you have, but I'll make my other point here that in some ways Andrew Tate is right. There's people out there who decided to, to retire early and instead of learning a new, uh, a new career in computers or whatever it is that they can still use their hands, he decided to retire and collect disability, but then he has no money. He has no access to his funds. His wife controls everything, and his wife works a lot. So he has no control of his own assets. And he's frustrated that he has no money. But to be honest with you, whose fault is that? And people say, well, you're being kind of mean to a disabled guy. But I'm not. Because I'm disabled. And it's amazing that that I see so many 22, 25-year-old kids or guys on the street where I kind of live who who decided that they don't want to work or work is too much for them or they think they're too good for work or they had a bad circumstances. Like a lot of people will lose their job. It's true. But most places, if not all places, can't evict you until 30 days. What's amazing that, what's amazing that all these kids who drop out of college and they, they don't get uh, grants or, or whatever it is that, uh, that they get from the government, they drop out of school, the money dries up, and instead of just getting a job, a factory job, they'd rather work at places that are only open for a certain time of the year because it's summer. And to be honest with you, I think the real problem that we have in the, in the era of this, today's era, is partially because the government funds people to be poor. They fund nonprofit or, or organizations to be uh, uh, making money off poor people who don't want to work. And, and, and if you notice what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the people who are who have a drug problem or have an addiction problem or is a someone that's a, a, a with mental issues. I'm leaving those people out of this scenario. I'm talking about the people who are 25 years old that graduate high school that may have may or not uh, did a couple years in college, but they they're the ones that actually for some reason need a good kick in the butt 
But because of our government, because of our of our these uh, programs, that we kind of fund people to be losers. But Andrew Tate would be saying the same thing too. But Andrew Tate has no solution to tell the government how to fix that problem. And in reality is this. It becomes about the male and female species working together. It's about it's not really about sex anymore or your sexuality. It's really deals about companionship or unconditional love that you have for somebody or empathy or anything that is being taught as a child as a three year old or one year old or two year old up to five years old and up to the teenage years those behaviors need to be taught and they're not being taught and I don't want to use an excuse for parents uh, uh, raising their kids on tablets or computers and all that but you know what I was raised on TV as well and I was raised on dirty magazines and I didn't become a complete I didn't be become a pervert or some lazy guy Th that's just an excuse okay back in the day we had Playboy we had Penthouse we had Hustler magazines we had Mad Magazine which is a comedic uh, magazine it's got a, it's the picture of a guy or a kid's face with crooked teeth and a funny looking smile and it's just humor right and and right now people wonder and some people think that it's all because of women's fault for not wanting 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 to be with a man with less education I, I can't tell you that I can only tell you this there are a lot of women that don't like me and there are some women that do like me. And there's a lot more that pretend not to like me. But because of their social platform that they have to live by, maybe that's why they don't like me. I don't know. But in reality, I'm just keep, I just keep on moving on and on and on. I mean, at this point in my life, it's just the way it is. And it's not really a good thing or a bad thing, but, but Andrew Tate is living in, in a... In a fantasy world where he thinks that some woman or some girl is supposed to love him because he's a guy. I tell you what, man. Women don't have to like you. They can smile at you, but it doesn't mean that they like you. It just means a smile. And just because you think that she be, should be more sexual to you, it doesn't mean nothing to her. She can look at you and like, oh, yeah, you are attractive, but I'm not attracted to you. That's something that I think a lot of times people like Andrew Tate doesn't understand. Just because you're a good-looking person or just because you have the alpha uh, qualities of a man, it doesn't actually mean that women really want to be with you because of that. It's really, sometimes it's really about the attitude that you have towards yourself. So... A lot of times I'm more goofy, I chuckle a little bit, I play along a little bit with coffee girls at Big B, and sometimes I talk to a couple of girls who are the cleaning girls at the facility that, that I work with,
But I don't ever take it seriously that they, oh, this girl likes me, so she, if I ask her on a date, she, she better say yes. No. That's something I had, that's something I learned years ago, years and years and years and years ago. It's not, it's not like the 1970s or the 50s where, where you could whistle at a girl and say, ooh, baby, you look good today, right? In the 1950s and 60s, you could do that. But now you can't do that. And I kind of blame the idea that they've taken the fun out of love for, for women and for men. And what I mean by that is that everything is so serious. What, for example, if you're, if you're a typical girl, you're really, you're already thinking about college. And when you look at a man, you're like, okay, what can this guy do for me? Is he going to be able to pay the house mortgage? Is it, is he going to be good with my kids that I'm going to raise with him? All these little things. Do Will he look good around my friends? This is how women really think about stuff sometimes. Some guys do the same thing. It's just the opposite. Is this girl going to be looking good with all my friends, girlfriends, or wives? It goes both ways. So I'm not just blaming women for this. But as a social being, this is how we do things now. We go... We don't look at people and like, oh, she's really hot. I really want to get to know her because she's sexy. Like most straight guys will still do that, but they can't say that. They have to keep everything in the, in their in the in between the temple because if they say that out loud, it could be a sexual harassment by the third party. So person one, so if the girl that the, the girl that he thinks is attractive is a, and then the the girl on B who sees the guy says stuff like to the other girl, says, oh, girl, you're so sexy. If girl B thinks that's, uh, that that's a sexual harassment, then it becomes a sexual harassment case. It becomes about he against she. Even though the girl that the guy complimented, oh, girl, you look sexy, even if she says, oh, thank you, can I have your number? It's over already because the person B, who heard the guy say that as well, says it's a, it's a harassment case. So already the guy is already losing. If that made any sense, I hope people rewind this part because it doesn't. The way I try to explain it, I don't know if that makes sense. But but a lot of times they've taken the fun out of love. They're taking the fun out of male and female flirting with each other. They're taking the fun out of, hey, you're a guy, I'm a girl. We should get together and have fun, go to concerts or, 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 or whatever. Now it's everything between male and female. It's a business contract. And it really has become a business contract because there's a, a lot of guys out there there are again vexed of, of exomies so they don't get any girl pregnant because they're so afraid that, that they're going to get screwed with a child that they didn't plan to have. The responsibilities of American people are different than it was yesterday. And a lot of it has to do with economics, 
can I buy a house? Can I not buy a house? Can I afford a house? Can I not afford a house? Can I afford two kids with this young lady that wants to be my wife? Can I not? Everything's a transaction. Everything's a business transaction. They've taken the fun out of everything between male and female. And I'm serious when I say this. And it's because our government will proceed to have, they'd rather have women to be single mothers because there's more money going into the government and the government makes money off single women than they, they, than they, they would do if a man and a woman were together raising kids together and the government would be losing money. You have to understand, it's a business transaction for the government to make money off single women. So when you see a crazy single girl yelling at some guy and acting like she's Shira, that's probably because the government has allowed the system to break. The system also is broken by the fact that the divorce rate or any man that has a child with a woman, the money that the child gets is so much that it doesn't make sense for any man to ever divorce his wife. Now, what's happening now is that no one's getting married. And, you know, and I, but again, I really think the problem that we have in America is that a lot of guys are not responsible anymore because they don't have to be responsible anymore. Women don't have to be responsible anymore because they have welfare checks and Section 8 housing and all this stuff going on. And to be, look, if you, if you take, there's a numbers out there that if you take every case of, of people who've been charged with marijuana in the 1990s and 2000s and 2010s, and then most recently they passed the law that people can smoke marijuana, you have to ask yourself, why aren't people being released from prison for just smoking marijuana or having a half an ounce in their pocket when they got pulled over? It's because there's no jobs out there for people, so there's no place for them to go. So now you have more homeless people. But instead of training people through jails how to become a mechanic or how to become a, a, an, an IT guy, and I'm sure there are, but they don't, I don't know if they uh, encourage it, but why aren't these people being released from prison? People don't, I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense to me. But it does make sense to me. But again, when you're hearing this, you, you listen to some guy who's disabled. And I have cognitive thinking. I'm, a, I'm able to understand what's going on. But to be honest... Andrew Tate is completely wrong. There's no way for that era of men to come back. There's no way for men to be the more macho, the more masculine. And men, and when I say that, I'm not saying that men are not masculine or macho. I'm just saying that they are not allowed to throw down their wives and tell their wives that this is what's going to happen. And if you don't do this, I'm going to leave you. Or if you don't do this, I'm going to slap you. That era has over and been done. And that's kind of what he's trying to tell people. So he may think that his case in Romania about kidnapping those two girls 
He's he's saying, no, these are my women. They belong to me because I offer them 300 bucks to do the hanky-panky with me whenever I wanted to. So he's basically buying women for sex or trading them for sex or whatever it is that he's trying to do. But he really lives in the 1950s era where you have gentlemen's clubs. You go, you pretend that you're going to a business meeting and then you go into a strip club in the back of the building and then that's how you get your your access to prostitutes or strippers or girls who used to work at Playboy Mansion. That era, look, as as weird as it is, we live in an era where we've got more problems with human trafficking among little girls and kids and women itself. But it's really working backwards towards us because it's not benefiting any country to have more prostitutes on the street. And when they turn to a certain age, they're just dirt. So what that means is that when they hit like 30 or 35 years old, they're done with them and then they are homeless. Or they've been so mentally damaged that, that they go mental. So I guess... I guess Andrew Tay is incorrect as well. And everything that I'm saying, though, is that everything follows suit based on what the government wants to do with the people. And and, the, and if the government doesn't feel that it's important to have men or even straight men to be taking care of their kids with their straight wives or girlfriends, then there's something really wrong with our government. Back then, our government really wanted people to get married, even even if they weren't straight. But now we have so many people who are not who are not together, and they're raising someone someone else's kids. That that becomes a very very much of a big problem. As I take another drink of coffee. So, so the problem that Andrew Tate really has is this. He's not government. He's not a governor. He's not a lawyer. He's not a judge. He's just another man that is, is frustrated because women don't like him. That's bottom line. Women don't like him. So he has to pay women to have sex with him. Or then he kidnaps them because he needs them to show off his masculinity or his macho-ness. So he wants everyone to think he's super cool and super macho, but he's just as much of a loser as all of us. The difference is is that for some reason, he's still out and about doing his his thing. I don't know what his thing is. I don't know what any government has assets or qualities of him to let him be out and about and do whatever he wants to do. But in reality, if I was to do that to any girl, if I would pay a girl 100 bucks here, 100 bucks there, it's prostitution. I would go to jail in a, in a heartbeat, which is contradictive of what, how to protect women or children or whatever. But that's the real problem that we have. The real problem that we have is our government is just kind of like 
turning a, a turning their cheek to the other side of the moon and pretending the problem doesn't exist. And the only way to fix this problem is basically you have to change the law. The law for divorce court has to be changed. In the 1960s, when Ronald Reagan was the governor of California, in 1969, he changed the law for a reason of divorce. And the reason for divorce is you have to have a reason. Did he beat you up? Was he cheating on you? Was he beating your kids up? Whatever. Did he keep losing his jobs and he didn't pay his bills or whatever? But 1969, Ronald Reagan, which a lot of people love and think he's one of the best Republican presidents, changed the law by saying that people, women, can divorce anyone that they, that, that they want at any time for no reason. So now, and I'm sure Andrew Tay has mentioned that and a couple of other podcasters have mentioned that. But again, by changing the law, it's really not that difficult. You could go to your senator and your representative and you should be able to have them put it put it on a voting bill or voting law to change that law. There has to be a reason for a divorce, a good reason for a divorce. And tell you too, Andrew Tate, you would lose this fight too because if you had a wife and then she has bruise marks on her left and right, you would lose your case anyways and then you still would have to pay child support. But the real factor is this. I don't know if Andrew Tate even has kids, and I don't even know if he, I bet my money that he does have kids, and he only takes care of some of his kids, and then the ones that he says, well, that's not my girlfriend no more, and she didn't do nothing wrong, but I decided to punch her in the face, and she pissed me off, so that's not my child. I'm just assuming. I could be totally wrong. He could be the nicest guy in the world. He could be the greatest father in the planet. He could be the greatest man in the world. But I'm just putting things out there based on his record sheet of how he treats women. So I'm going that I'm going through that scenario. But here's the real question. Here I'm crippled. And people wonder why I'm not pissed off about the whole shebang of why girls don't like me. Well, it's called genetics. If you don't look like an alpha male, you don't have the money like an alpha male, what do you expect? You know, what you expect is you expect that there are a lot of women who are married who will flirt with you just because they like you, but they know that they don't have to go to the other side of the moon because there's too much things for them to lose. It's happened before. I'm not making things up. This is how most women who are married and they're not happy with their husbands, they're, they will reach out to other men and flirt with them and the guy thinks that they've got something going on and it has nothing going on. It's just that she got her jollies up about flirting with somebody that she wasn't supposed to, which was me, and then it means nothing to... It means something to her, but it means nothing to me. 
So what I mean by that is like, I can never think of that moment as something. That something never really existed. For her, it existed, but it didn't have to follow through for her own fantasies. It's like going to a strip joint and going to see a bunch of girls half naked and then the one girl that really likes you and you really like her, you're like you get along with her, but you know that she's never really going to go home with you or you're really never going to have a relationship with her in the first place because you can't really take her around and say, hey, have you met my new girlfriend? Hey, yeah, she's really hot. Where would you meet her? Oh, I met her at a strip joint. People would start laughing at you or people would start looking at you like, what's going on here? I mean, it'd be really weird. And some guys, what they do is they go into those facilities, places, and then they turn those girls into their whores, into their whores. So they basically pimp them away. But that's another story. But for me, like I'm doing everything right based on Andrew Tate. I take care of myself. I work for a living. I have my own apartment. I don't have a house. So all these women should be lining up to marry me because I'm a working, able-bodied person. I have a masculated personality. And no. That's not happening, Andrew Tate. Women don't still don't want a guy who's crippled or short. They just don't want that. And that's something that Andrew Tate needs to realize. Like, you can... Women want more things out of a man than they did in the 1950s. It's because people in the 1950s were more religiously bound to their beliefs of what a good person is and what a bad person is and what an obedient person is supposed to be and you're supposed to do things for Jesus. Yes, you're supposed to live through the, the, the life of Jesus Christ, but they don't do that no more. I mean, to be honest with you, I'll be honest with you. A lot of people who say that are really deceptive too. So people in this era who say that they're, that they're married and have, that, that they're Christians and all this, you have to understand those same Christians are now using contraceptives. But, be, but to be a true Christian, in my eyes, you can't use contraceptives because every child, every time that you have sex, the seed has to go through, pass to the ovaries. It's very much this thing that Andrew Tate's talking about. But the problem is that we use contraceptives so that we don't have 1,200 kids. Okay? So it's pretty smart to use contraceptives if you're married because you can only raise about two or three kids and you don't have enough energy by the time you're in your 50s or your 13th child. So you got to remember, like, Andrew Tate also needs to realize that people were more religious. It was a very shameful thing to have kids out of wedlock, and it's not now. But people don't want to correct that behavior. For So if Andrew Tate wants to correct, it, correct that behavior, correct that behavior, he needs to be looking out for women too. So... You have to also teach women to be unconditionally loving personality too. It's not just about the man's like, well, 
my wife is supposed to be the hottest girl in the world. She's going to be so sexy all the time. Yeah. It'd be great if we were all married to supermodels with big boobs and pretty faces and a nice ass. It'd be great. It'd be great if women got pregnant and never gained an ounce of weight or baby fat. And then she lost all her weight and she looked like she was 25 again. It'd be great. It'd be awesome. But it's not real. It's never good. But that's the lack of maturity. And that's the, the real problem is that people are not maturing enough either. So, so if you really want to correct the behavior, you have to go through the divorce court and then you have to make it more accessible for men to be able to raise their own kids. But then you have to be fair to the woman and say, look, I get it. You want to divorce the guy and he didn't live up to his expectations. But we are no longer allowing people like you to have Section A housing and receiving amounts and amounts of nonprofit organization money. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So there, there's no balance. In the problem that we really have is there's no balance between male and female. There's the expectations for men have lowered and the expectation for women has been higher. But what are these expectations I'm talking about? Is it more financial expectations? Is it more educational expectations? Are we lowering men's expectations to be masculine? We kind of are in some ways too. So we don't want men to be little macho. You know, we don't let men to be telling bad jokes or dirty jokes to each other because it's sexist. It's just on and on about this stuff. Andrew Tate, you know, Andrew Tate is just so different. But he's he's speaking to a bunch of 20-year-olds or 18-year-old kids that will never go to college because college is too difficult. I didn't go to college because I was really not that equipped to go to college. I was never that smart. I went, I'm going to tell you the truth. I went to special ed classes in my whole educational system for school. Now, it's because I had it took me too long to learn things that fast. So if a teacher was trying to teach the class how to do a, a certain math equation, it would take me three times longer. So they thought that they would throw me in an in a education support class. But that made it worse because they didn't try to teach it the best way that I would learn it. They taught it the best way that they thought that everyone should learn it. But I, it's just so weird. It's so weird to be a disabled person and living on my own and having friends who are able-bodied people who are literally almost disabled. Like their motivation skills about being an independent man or independent person is not there. They quit their jobs. They lose their jobs. This job's too hard for them. They quit that job. And here I am working these jobs that I have to work with. The opposite sucks. And I have to com comply to rules that are not fair to me. Or not fair to other employees who are the opposite sex. 
So it's weird to live in the era where you have Andrew Tate running around telling everyone to be more macho, more masculine. And then I live in the era where we got gay flags everywhere, but you hardly ever see a gay person. You do, you don't. But to be honest with you, you see gay people, but you don't really care because it's not a big deal. It's like they're just gay. So, but well, there's a lot of places in Grand Rapids that have the gay flag, and I don't really think that's necessary in the first place. It's, I mean, they make people to be gay like it's a special thing, and it's not. Your genetics is all messed up. Your gene pool is all messed up. And that's all that means. You being gay and me being disabled are the same thing. Our genetics are messed up. And it's messed up because of nature. It's not because, well, I should say this. It's not because of nature. It's probably more uh, based on science. I don't know what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying, though, when I was born disabled, it was because I had less oxygen in my brain. And I don't, don't know if it was because of during childbirth or it was because after childbirth that I wasn't fed enough nutrients or breast milk or whatever I needed as an infant. And I had probably had a seizure. And then my brain went to a, to a frying pan. Not literally, but figuratively, that's what happens when infants and people have strokes. Their brains are all messed up. They lose, they lose their 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 movement on their left hand or the right hand or whatever hand it is or the left side or whatever, or whatever. But that's what happened. Same thing with gay people. Something happened along the way in science, or or nature, where where two men or two women got lost when they were gathering wood in their community. And an ice age hit or something happened and they were uh, lost from the community and then they relied on each other for years and then they grew this intimacy connection and then became a homosexual erotical moment for them. And then I'd say 10 years later they find a new community but now they're lesbians or two gay guys and the other gay person of the two is still somewhat straight, so he or she goes back to the opposite sex. That's my theory about homosexuality. That's as simple as I can make it. It's not that difficult. So saying that, it's a genetic disorder. But I'm not saying that you're less of a person for being gay. I'm just saying based on the science of what, probably what happened. Same thing with me. Being disabled doesn't mean I'm a less of a person, but I'm still not respected as much as I should be because I'm disabled. Gay people are more respected than I am, or they receive more respect than I do. And it's because people with physical disabilities are, are in that gene pool of people that cannot think for themselves. So I'm going through an hour of this. There's a lot of stuff I talked about. But the real problem that you're going to ever have in America or around the world is that they don't allow 
men be men and they don't allow women to be women. I mean, it's so it's so weird. I don't know how to explain it. And, and, and I have friends that don't want to work 40 hours a week and they quit jobs. I, I don't get it. I don't get how this planet is working out. I don't. I don't even get why I'm such a good worker, as a a person that is a cognitive thinker, and I can control my own behaviors based on common sense. But there you have it, folks. I'm running out of things to talk about. I don't want to keep rambling on and on, so. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. It was a little different. And I kind of, you know, if I don't have Sean or Ron with me, I'm probably going to go on these little long rants. And I would, you know, I wish I had more uh, qualified information about our government or our judicial system or, or whatever it is that I want to talk about. So if you are disabled, carry on, do your best. Uh, if you're a man, carry on, do your best. Uh, if you're a woman, do the same thing, carry on, do your best. But in reality, it's really about unconditional love. You don't have to make other people happy to make yourself happy. So if your friends and family don't like the guy that you like, and is and he's a good guy, but he doesn't look like Brad Pitt in your family. Who cares? And if you're a guy that likes a girl that's not that pretty, but your family doesn't like, who cares? Or if she is really pretty, and all your friends are jealous, who cares? Date her. Yeah. All right. Peace, love. Make love, not war. Uh... I'm out Sunday morning talk going on Monday airing on Monday. Peace.